Did you guys hear about this uh, this coal executive guy? The dude who apparently like oh, wrecked the helicopter his... crash. The helicopter Wait, crash. Wait, nope, I did not Hel- hear about this guy. Yeah, hel- helicopter crashes like over his resort in the Bahamas goes down, and um, what was really great about it was uh, there had been articles before about how like this guy is like he's like the last coal magnate in existence and then just a couple months later it's like coal magnate coal billionaire dies in bahamas uh helicopter crash hillary got to him yeah (laughs) (laughs) extincted him antifa has deep uh yes (laughs) antifa helicopter pilots (laughs) when they're not making you drop your uh, fruit salad And you got a bunch of libs going off about how, like, everyone's celebrating this death. And, like, honestly, who cares, man? Like, we've only got so much sympathy that can possibly be extended to these people. They literally do this every time. Please, I mean, he, please he probably didn't for the have bushes. to take a helicopter to the Bahamas. That's right. Thoughts and prayers, man. That's right. Right. <laughs> That's what they get. Yeah. These fucking people are going to be weeping when Kissinger dies. Wait, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Beth. Uh, I'm sorry. Brendan, is that the... Is that the red phone right here? Oh, oh, we're ha- we have a, we have a call. We have a call on the emergency burner phone. Another another call coming in. All right, we better pick it up. Everybody, hush. All right, Qu- hu- okay. Podcast Illuminati hotline. <laughs> Guess who's back, baby? Crazy <laughs> oh, <no>. Bernie. <laughs> Radical Insano. Senator Sanders, you're back. Uh, how have be you back. been, sir? Oh. Boys, let me tell you, I've spent July 4th just marching, marching, marching my ass off for three different <laughs> causes across 15 different states. We're getting out there. We're hitting the pavement. We saw it. Hundreds of miles. Sir, at, at your age, that's that's really impressive. Well, look, the thing is, when you get around to the country, you realize things are heating up, you know, and that's mostly because Jane keeps messing with the goddamn thermostat. <laughs> Jane, turn it down. I am boiling. I am walking around in these three-piece suits in the middle of a Tijuana heatwave. I am feeling the burn. Well, sir, I mean, it, it was 4th of July, though. I, I thought that it was very big of you to, you know, go out there and, and show your show your supporters that you are also out there not, not going to, say, Donald Trump's uh, 4th of July rally. Well, yes. Um, I mean, personally, I prefer Bastille Day. Uh, to 4th of July. Uh, I think there are more interesting things to be celebrated on that day, and when I become president, I will replace July 4th with Bastille Day. Oh, hell yes. That's that's an amazing promise to make. No, we, Is we, it we, such we, a radical idea? <laughs> I, don't <think> so. <laughs> I don't know, Beth, uh, did, did you have any, any specific questions for, for Senator Sanders while we've got him on the line? Give it to me. Give them to me. Uh, 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 no, I don't. She's I don't. Star-struck. Actually, actually, I am starstruck. I have this effect on many people. I am, I am a bit starstruck, <laughs> but I also grew up in Iowa, and you're bitching a lot. It's pretty fucking nice there in the summer, sir. But that's all right. We're not gonna. I won't. I won't get the fucking Pinocchio's guy at Wapo on you for this or anything. I promise. One, look, one person's beautiful summer day is another person's walk on the surface of the sun. All right. Fair enough, sir. Fair enough, Senator. Uh, the, the the man is from Vermont. And this we is true. Him, we got to cut him true. a little slack. He's wearing right. fucking full on parka, July up there. <laughs> well, uh, Senator, we were um, we were all very interested, of course, last week to see you in the in the debates. Yes, um, of course. 
uh, you were you were stuck in between. I think it was a uh, a rock and a hard place. I think. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, what what were your takeaways, sir, from the from that debate? Look, the the main thing I want to say about the debate is we are in the middle of an opioid crisis in this country. And in a show of solidarity, I may have made a mistake by trying some opioids before the debate. <laughs> and I promise that next time I will exclusively take methamphetamines and bath salts, uh, Dr. Bronner's bath salts specifically, uh, All in order to, to have a little bit more pep in my step. You know what I mean? We'd like to see it. You know, we, we thought you did a, a, a pretty good job. It was kind of hard with all of your, your opponents out there um, who had their, their ready-to-go talking points. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see you in the next one. Um, sir, we need to uh, kind of move on and, and get the show started. Okay, so okay. Wondering... I've heard this before. <laughs> I, I, Old I hate Bernie to... knows when he's not wanted. <laughs> I hate to cut you off, sir, but we really do need to get the show going. Um so, uh, do do you have any final thoughts? Anything else that you're really working on right now uh, to to share with our listeners? The one thing I just have to reiterate is that if we want to stand up and beat the billionaire class, which we, we do, we got to do it together. All right, and so that means you got to give, you got to give it up. Come on, guys! I know you get a lot of my emails, but. We're going to need some more donations right here, I, right I now. I actually have gotten 10 emails from your campaign just in the past 24 hours. No, I'm sorry. You're mistaken. Those were not from the campaign. Those were directly from me. I craft <laughs> every single one of those emails. Come on, guys. Let's, let's you know. It's a lot of work. Come on. Five bucks, no, I, five I, bucks a pop. I, 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 tell you, I tell you what, Senator. What I'm going to do. Hold on. Give me just a second here. Okay. Um. All right. Yeah. So I'm... I'm 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 on the uh I'm I'm on the liquid flannel account here and I good. just made another twenty seven dollar donation from our okay. Patreon. Did you leave a tip? Did you leave a tip for Act Blue? I I uh Bernie I, always tips. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. big of you. One one of the whiz kids on my campaign, he does the calculations for how much I'm supposed to give, but but I appreciate the, the money. I, I do really appreciate it, and it's instrumental in our struggle. And in a final, unrelated note, I would just like to say, I'm going to need some more money, all right? That wasn't enough, okay? I'm going to send out you another 10 emails, because next month, we're going to go to Nevada. It's an important battleground state. Oh, it's even walk, hotter there. We're going to walk straight into Caesar's Palace, and I'm going to take all those donations, and I'm going to hit the roulette table, baby! Ooh. And you Put know... It. Put it all Wilson on red. Bernie always puts it on red. <laughs> it's the political revolution. <laughs> oh, that's well, going to be spectacular. I, I can't wait. That's going to, you should like sell primetime, you know, pay-per-view. Absolutely. I'll stream it on Twitch. <laughs> I'll get the Gravel to make me a Twitch all right. account. It's time to subscribe. It's like Empire Records, only we're trying to save America. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Senator Sanders, thank you so much for, for dropping in with us again, sir. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Das <laughs> Welcome 
back to the Liquid Flannel Podcast from Arlington, Texas. I am Matthew Hodges, joined as ever by my comrade and co-host in Omaha, Nebraska, Brendan Williams. Brendan, how you doing? Uh, did, did you have to go back to work today after 4th of July? Hell no, bro. This freedom, man. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing that shit. Hell yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm keeping the 4th of July barbecue party rolling. Nice. With our yeah, friend I, Nick Glessman live in person. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, our, our returning um, often co-host on the show, Nick Glessman. Gless, awfully nice to have you back. Glad to be back, Matt. Glad to be back. <laughs> Uh, we, uh, I didn't, I didn't about... feel the sincerity of that at all, Nick. I'm just going to say. <laughs> to be very far, dry. I had to drive a really long way to get here. <laughs> and working. that other voice that you hear on the line is our special guest for this evening. Uh, the the bane of hashtag resistance Twitter. You might know her better as Kamala Harris is a cop. We've got Beth Lynch in the studio, y'all. What's up, yeah, Beth? Sorry about that, everyone. But here I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. How y'all doing? Oh, good. It's it's so nice to have you on the show finally. Thank you. I was uh, I was shocked and amazed when you finally followed me back on Twitter because, uh, like we were saying beforehand, you know, longtime follower. That's sad. You know, I'm first time. Matt. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Unfollowed. Unfollowed. Unfollowing. Wait a minute. Fuck. Where's my Twitter right, shit? Yeah. <laughs> And you're coming to us from, uh, the, f- from the, f- the God's waiting room, fellas. God's waiting the, room. The muggy, the muggy state of Florida, yeah. where uh, yeah, you were supposed to come on last yep. night, and then what happened? Antifa knocked over Antifa a tree. Antifa dead. The they blew down an entire fucking tree uh-huh. right down the street. Took out all of our power. Yep. Nice terrorists. Antifa hates trees. They, they hate trees. You guys, they're yeah. so mean. Antifa. <laughs> they hate trees. They love the Fourth of July and just blowing shit they up. They were like, I, I think there was a serious Antifa attack in my neighborhood because it was just sounded like a war zone here last night. Um, yep. So I can only assume that there was quite a clash uh, in the streets out here in the suburbs of Nebraska. It's, it seemed quite heated at times. I just know all my neighbors. All my neighbors took the time to go and light all their fireworks two foot from the electric line that was laying in the fucking road. And I thought that was fabulous. And I just came inside nice. on that note. <laughs> Glassman, we, we brought you on specifically so you could rant about oh, the 4th of July as a, as a troop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do hate freedom bangs, so please knock it off. Quit celebrating America. Like, why do we even want to celebrate America right now when we have literal concentration camps yeah. that people are dying Reasonable. in? Fuck the 4th of July. Yeah, so what, what did you do? Did, Glass, did you just, like, throw on some headphones and watch movies all night? Yeah, I just watched all the uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Which are actually better than these the first are, These are your opinion. non-patriotic 4th of July options. I sat in the fucking dark like the Amish, so that was pretty fucking cool. Right. Uh, very uh, very uh, Revolutionary War Absolutely. Uh, style. Yeah, that's what the uh, founding fathers would have wanted. That yeah, is right? like Betsy Ross and myself a racist flag. I was yeah. doing all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, all, I was remembering the time that the revolutionary troops stormed the airport. The airports. You know, the airports. Yep. <laughs> they showed up, they took them over. <laughs> took control of all the airports. <laughs> In the oh, revolution. Uh, have you seen the one where George Bush, or uh, George Bush, George Washington is sitting in the cockpit? That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that must yeah, have been Independence to... Day 3. I missed that one. 
You'll have to shoot that to us, Gless. We'll use it as the, the episode image for sure. But yeah, so it was uh, it was 4th of July yesterday. We did record an episode with uh, our, our co-host Chuck. Uh, and um, all of the 4th of July stuff was still kind of going on. So now we get to do a little bit of a... Uh, you know, a debriefing on that. So, is you know, that for the instance, fuck the fourth. Um, yeah, more okay, or less. Cool. Cool. Well, yeah. I heard God hated it because he made it rain. So that's clearly a sign that uh, God doesn't like Trump. God, right. Trump. Yeah. Trump is officially canceled. Yeah. Hashtag, ha- hashtag <laughs> resistance <laughs> was all over. Yeah, was was all over the rain yesterday. Um, definitely, you know, uh, you definitely not like, like in any way. Uh, no. Um, yeah. Yeah, Listen. it was pretty great. I mean, Listen, I, y'all, I, they haven't had brunch in two fucking years. Don't be too harsh on them. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm. I wanted to not care that it rained, but it was pretty great to see that it rained because <laughs> he had spent so many weeks just hyping it up and you know ordering like I need the tanks to roll down yeah. the street. Dude, even if it was a nice day, them tanks still wouldn't have rolled. I guarantee those sons of bitches had been rolled in probably a year or so. Yeah, yeah. It actually worked out great for him because now he can just blame everything on the rain and be like, "Well, it would have been awesome. It would have been he, uh, so good." That's if- when he blames his gaff on his speaking gaff that the teleprompter got <laughs> went. The rain. That's why prompter was wet. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> and that's, and that's why. not realize there were no airports in revolutionary days. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that happens to me all the time. But yeah, I, mean, I get those teleprompter also, shots. Like, this is like the same guy who like totally fucking drug Obama, who's also a piece of shit, for like eight years because he needed a teleprompter. I mean, like oh, that sure. was his whole fucking shtick for eight years. Where's his birth certificate and why does this bitch need a teleprompter? But... Trump. It's almost as if Trump is a hypocrite. It's almost well, but it's as also if. look. I mean, it, at the same time, though, like Trump often doesn't need a teleprompter, right? Like it's only when he's actually giving a written speech that he he needs one, well, and he needs because a he's probably for all that stupid shit coming out. Oh of his yeah, no, he doesn't, he doesn't need that. It just it just comes spilling out of <laughs> yes. him uh, in no particular order. Uh, <sighs> he's he's actually an amazing orator in that way that. Uh, like the sentences that he constructs don't need to make any sense internally. Just he's just hitting all of the highlights for the, you know, the hooting, you know, trotter clapping chuds in his audience who are going to go with him, you know, no matter what he says. I'm not going to lie. I, I usually I've, I've been kind of given a lot of grief to like the, the fucking Trump inflatables and the like, like this <laughs> is like the most sort of ridiculous amount of resistance ever but the trump on the toilet tweeting thing like i literally tweeted at him like six months ago and <laughs> asked him if he was tweeting from the fucking toilet so that one to me yesterday was special i just want you, everyone <laughs> to know the trump on the toilet inflatable was awesome the baby trump one eh, not so much but i really did dig that one because you just know he's on the shitter for half these fucking tweets that dude spends three quarters of his life laying down or shitting. That's all. He's so he relatable in that way. He's you know, that's so one of the things that I like about him. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to have a shit with him. That's all. We're all having a shit with him for sure. I mean, we're in it. We're all in it together. <laughs> well, Beth, yeah, you you occupy a, a pretty unique spot uh, on Twitter. I think that you're you're sort of the. Uh, I, I've always kind of thought of you as sort of the. Uh, like the anti-Krasenstein brother, right? The, oh, like God. you're not you're not a reply guy. Yeah, yeah you're not, you're, no. you're not a reply guy to Trump. You but you quote tweet 
uh, people who are reply guys for Trump a lot. Do you want to uh, know you're, why you're... I quote tweet? Do you want to know the whole mystery behind that? Honestly, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the most wrong, illogical, irrational reason. I assume it is less likely to get my stupid ass suspended from Twitter ah, yeah. <laughs> because I feel like if you, if you, t- I mean, I tweet fuck you to Nancy Pelosi like three times a week. I don't quote tweet it. I just go right under something she says and say, fuck you, retire bitch. But, She's not probably going to get me suspended. Right wingers are super fucking um, sensitive. They're yes, they're snowflakes, absolutely. So that like, I don't want to say too much to them directly in their replies, so they and their one million idiotic followers can report me and mass suspend my ass. And I pretend like I don't really give a fuck that I'm on Twitter, but honestly, I'd be super fucking annoyed if one of these assholes got me suspended. Yeah. So that's the only reason I quote tweet. Well, and to be an asshole, because that's that's really my shtick on Twitter, just being a gigantic <laughs> fucking asshole. Well, I would hate to see you have to chain yourself to the Twitter doors. I mean, I'll be <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I don't worry. I I'm sure. I'm sure Glenn or Glenn Greenwald and Michael Trace will come right out and really stand up for me if my ass gets suspended <laughs> oh, on Twitter. They'll be like, <laughs> right. "She's a fucking journalist. She's a journalist. Yeah, we must." Trump save will her be tweeting out. about free speech. Oh, you know absolutely. what a what a loss. You know. <laughs> He's so fair to both sides. Why are you censoring these leftist voices? I just saw her last week call fucking Chuck Schumer a fucking sebaceous cyst and fucking die. So we need her on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's, I, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting ecosystem. You know, uh, just before we were talking, uh, we're, uh, you were telling me stories about your, your boomer parents and, oh, yeah. Uh, their, we all have a set of those, right? Facebook and, uh, yeah. Gless also, um does go in every once in a while um you know like sleeves rolled up into just the bowels <laughs> oh, of that foul Jesus. machine on facebook no you're a he- my hero hero <laughs> fuck it go big or go home <laughs> yeah no i i admire you because i couldn't do it man no, i haven't either. been on facebook in forever and even when i was on facebook i just had to like block all of my like super trumpy relatives who yeah. were just like posting like just just the most obnoxious Trump memes all the time. The you videos and shit. Like, right, there's a yeah. you video for why race doesn't matter. <laughs> like, like yeah. uh, or, or getting preemptively blocked by them because you bothered to go like, hey, I think this thing isn't terribly factually correct. And it's like, <laughs> oh, we're not, like, we're not family members anymore. We can't oh, that's that. my favorite thing to do is report fake news and let people know I reported them for fake yeah. news. <laughs> yeah, so, so, my, so my my parents show up tonight. They're, they're like the most wholesome boomers ever. And they're trying. You know, they're. They, they don't, I don't know. I approached them several years ago and, and just said, do you give a fuck about your grandkids? Well, yes, we care about our grandkids. Well, do you want them to fucking starve to death and die without health care? No, no, we don't want that. Okay, great. Just, could you just fucking go out in primary and vote for fucking Sanders then? Could you just do that? Right. And I mean, they're like, they're Reagan Democrats, y'all. I mean, they voted for fucking Reagan twice. Yeah. So they're that guy. And then that's fine. That's whatever. And they were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like they, they're, they're allies in that way like they know that uh they're not trying to keep hold of the fucking torch you know they're like that's fine whatever y'all need we'll do that so they show up very wholesomely with some ice cream and my mother's talking to me about and she's only only she's ready to milkshake people yeah right (laughs) i I have i'm radicalizing the shit out of my parents (laughs) just really slowly over time um so she you know she's trying to like get things and understand things and she asked me about this you know what's up with this like these these insults about Kamal Harris being a cop. 
and get, like y'all, she doesn't know that's my display name. That's been my whole fucking thing <laughs> on Twitter for like two fucking years. It was just incidentally bringing it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Like she didn't, yeah. she didn't understand why what, that, why that was an insult. What was intended by that, and why there were these articles being written. And I and I looked her dad in the face, and I was like, I "said Do you do you know that that's." That's literally my persona. I've been like Kamala Harris as a cop for like two and a half years on, yeah. on fucking Twitter. And she was like, what? Well, what do you mean? So so I'm, ta- I'm talking about about a cop. First, I got to explain to my boomer parents why cops are bad. Yeah, you got to go back to first principles yes, on well, that. Let's start with cops are fucking shit. Wait, we got to go there. And then like why Kamala Harris specifically is a cop who is also fucking shit. Like, right. we're gonna, Because they've got a very liberal lens about her they only see what they see and we know this right see oh, what they sure. see like oh she seems really eloquent and she she kicked the shit out of biden and i'm like dude mom mom that was so fucking scripted. well i mean i on, do mom. i do appreciate her doing that that was that was really nice of her um i'm not gonna be mad at her for that one i'm not, I'm yeah, not. somebody had to do it <laughs> like i'm not like mad at her about it i'm just like let's like low-key not give her too much fucking like broken clock is right twice a day <laughs> Well, I mean, my, my my theory about that whole thing is that's like that's all pretty scripted. Like, I don't think that Biden didn't see that coming. And, and oh, he definitely didn't see it coming because he's a fucking idiot. He thinks well, he doesn't true. need to he prepare a for his debate. Fucking dimwitted. Well, old yeah, bitch. because the way that because the way the Democratic Party works, they do think of it as a coronation. But I think Biden is sort of. Uh, in it, it, he's finding himself on the outside of a thing that he used to be on the inside of, and it comes to him as a real surprise that somebody in his I own party that. is actually going to attack him in that way. Well, and I tried to, sh- I, you know, and we talked about that because they did watch the debates, and I said, so you know, Kamala Harris, Kamala, my fault, whatever, <laughs> the cop comes out really hard against him on busing. I said, but you have to understand, the very next day she said, yeah, but I think that's up to states and that's states' rights issue. So I said, you know, everything she says is just fucking disgusting and a lie. And I, and I said, you know, And also real from- similar to what Biden says about stuff. I mean, that was right. his, his thing about busing back in the day too. No, that's states' rights. That's And she said the same fucking thing the next day. She said she backtracked on Medicare, Medicare, Medicare for all, like, 15 minutes. I said, mom, she backtracked 15 fucking minutes after the debate. Like they were leaving the debate stage and she was like, no, 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 I didn't mean any of that fucking shit. I just said, no, 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 right. don't worry, don't worry. So <laughs> it, was just for, it was just for the vines. It, it was, was yes. just for, yeah. It, it <laughs> just wasn't just really clout like, chasing. It but makes anyway, for like, good this TV. is really weird. Like if you're like fully immersed in Twitter, which unfortunately so many of us fucking are and God, I just want to die most days because of this. <laughs> um, it's like the shit you see and you see it you see it unfolding in real time. You know, you see like Jake Tapper, you know, lying completely about the the fucking Coke study that showed Medicare for all was going to save like a like 10 trillion fucking dollars. And he lies. Yeah. <laughs> and he says that on CNN. So he lies to like 10, 11 million boomers. And then we bitch at him for six days and he retracts it on Twitter. Well, my parents don't fucking see that shit. Yeah. So, you know, hey, they're a huge part of our voting fucking population. I'd really like them. I'd love for them to be fully immersed in Twitter and like left Twitter specifically so they'd all become super fucking radicalized. And I can get them to like throw fucking milkshakes on everyone every yeah. day. But it's never going to happen. And that's a, like, at least my parents care. They're like, so what's going on on Twitter? And I'm like, wow. Cool. <laughs> Where did you start? To hear about it. it is super fucking strange because for like the first year I was on Twitter, it was the the most bizarre, odd fucking place ever. I've only been on Twitter since 2017. So it's like 
Okay, I, thank you for uh, uh, like subtweeting me on my own podcast about my low follower count. Thank you so much. For that. <laughs> I'm not even. Tr- I'm not even trying. <laughs> no, fuck you. You know what? Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> I'm just saying, like the, the whole dirtbag left, and and, the, and the, like the popularity of a lot of shit that's actually kind of bad and awful on the left. That was already fully popular in a thing before I ever showed up. Like, I had to get really super acclimated to that. And, like, for the first six months, I talked to my parents about Twitter, like, shit going on on Twitter. They looked at me like I needed fucking help. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? It does do weird things to your brain. You know, it, uh, it does. We, you and I were talking about this before we started recording. And, uh, you know, for instance, people in real life don't necessarily know the difference between a liberal and mm-hmm. a leftist. Mm-hmm. So when you say to somebody at a party, like, oh, no, I'm not a liberal, then they think you're a chud. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's not that I'm a chud. It's like I'm way farther to the left than that. I, I would not consider myself a liberal. But there is that. Uh, but that's that, as left as you could be. Are you? What are you talking right, about? Exactly. Liberals yeah. are socialists. What are you? <laughs> I'm so confused. Oh, fuck. What is to the left of that? <laughs> oh, Stalin, obviously. <laughs> yeah, no, say you know, and, and actually, that's that's a really interesting point because it speaks to how weirdly the Overton window shifted, yeah. particularly, I think, under Obama, where they kept trying for these uh, compromise positions, you know, d- adopting Heritage Foundation policies and then watering them down just a little bit. And they're like, if we don't do this, they're going to call us socialists. And then they got called socialists anyway. Anyway, so. and they still are, right? So, and- well, and, and then Joe Biden is saying, like, and I love that Republican health care law that we enacted, and I will fight to the death to, right. to keep the Republican yeah, health care plan. Yeah, the one that literally everybody hates now, except for a bunch of like hashtags still with her people. <laughs> Joe Biden super fucking up on what's in yo. That's yep. Joe Biden. Yep. Like, ah, oh, I love ACA. What the fuck? What? What yeah. the fuck, Matt? And I have I have arguments with I have arguments with liberals about ACA all the time. You know, they're like, ah, well, but you know, I got health care under under that. You know, that was really fuck. Well, thirty million people fucking didn't, and yeah. I don't even know the numbers on the millions of people who can't fucking afford ACA, can't afford to see a fucking doctor, but they get to pay for ACA every fucking month because, as far as I know, there's no fucking study on that. Yeah, or the people who uh, made so little money throughout the year that they weren't going to be penalized under the law, and they still don't have health insurance yep um, i'm in the gap me. you know florida is a non-expansion state there are 11 non-expansion states there are a whole bunch of us who make just a little too much for medicaid and yeah Texas not enough for one. aca yep. right but i mean like we've got those numbers we've got the numbers we don't have the numbers on the people who pay out of their ass every fucking year for their copays and pay out of their ass for aca but don't get to use it it's too yeah your, too your premiums are so high that you never go to the doctor anyway yeah. even if yeah. you do have health insurance yeah yep I mean, so I got a little giggle when I did my taxes this year. And at the end of, at, at the end, every year since ACA has been enacted, they are like, let's see if you're penalized. And, and there's a little bubble that pops up. Anybody who uses TurboTax knows this. And I'm, I'm trash. So of course I use TurboTax. Um, so, you know, that's like a little bubble pops up. And it's like, let's see if you, if you're going to get penalized. And it pops up this year and it's like, no, 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 that shit doesn't even, we're not even doing that anymore. There's no penalty. Right. And I yeah, got, penalty zero dollars. Yeah. Right. Like I got, I'm like maniacal laugh. I mean, yes, the Republicans took away that penalty for, for you. If you, if you didn't pay in, you didn't use ACA and they took it away. And I'm like, 
I really, I'm like twisting my mustache laughing at that shit because <laughs> nobody in my fucking state who's poor got any health care. So I'm supposed to feel mad. Like the Republicans are fucking doing terrible things to ACA. Well, you know. Hmm. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't have compromised on the health care right. position to begin with. Yeah. Right. And they don't right. like that. They're like, you're an accelerationist. And I'm like, please eat my whole ass. I have no idea what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. I'm not an accelerationist. I'm just saying like, Democrats gave you a shitty fucking deal, and the fact that Republicans are trying to blow it up may work in our favor. Like, that may actually work in people who fucking actually want you to respond. Yeah, I don't desire this thing to happen, but I am observing that there might be upsides to it. There could be. This could be good. I think that's called situationism. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. They put us in this situation where they pass this healthcare law, and then when we're like – Healthcare is still a huge issue, and they're like, well, it's a winning issue for Democrats because they're running on it, and Republicans are terrible on it. And it's like, didn't we just do this? Like, didn't yeah, right. we just do this whole healthcare thing? Like, why didn't you just get it done right the first time? Right. And they can't do it. And so now they want to say, well, we win. We we won. We did it. Mm-mm. You know, vote for us. I and mean, then maybe we'll do it bad again. And it's like, right. it's just we not cor- a winning message. We just yeah. want to corrupt it just a little bit more, guys. Let us fucking have at it. I, you know, and my parents don't really see this. They're not really fully immersed in politics. They're doing all right. They're boomers. They retired when they were like my age. They retired at like 45. They've been, they've been doing really well for a really long fucking time. Um, and they're 80 now. So yeah, they're all right. So they don't care, right? Like the, the better you're doing, the, the further removed typically you, if you're super wealthy, you're pretty immersed in politics. If you're, if you're doing, if you're doing okay, you don't pay a lot of attention. If you're fucking struggling, your ass is in it like you're in the trenches every day, hopefully trying to figure out how the fuck to make things better. Well, so and it depends on what kind of politics you're talking about, right? Because, like, people who are well off have no interest in class politics. Right. Uh, but they are 100% in on identity politics. or oh, and, like, property tax relief. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What about my estate tax? Fuck you, you're not paying that. And I really oh, wish that yes, was 200%, exactly. so please fuck off. Like, I, I can look at my mom dead in the face, and she's she said that in 2016. My parents were like, well, I don't really like this idea of, like, in- increasing the estate tax. And I'm like, bitch, you're not worth that much. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's not yeah. that's so not good. about you. Right. Like, like so she's got, they've got stocks and shit. I'm like, bitch, this isn't about you. Like, you, yeah. you've now, like, actually aligned yourself with people who are so much fucking wealthier than you two are ever going to be. And yeah. that's, that's a good trick. It's a really good trick that. Well, I want to, I want to come back around to that, that particular trick. I think that we're at the end of this segment. So we're going to take a little break. But when we come back, we're going to absolutely delve a little bit more into this, this topic of, uh, like class versus identity, identity. politics yeah. uh, among the yeah it's uh, ugly yeah, but so, we need to do it absolutely yeah are so we gonna we'll talk about black mermaids at this point too oh crap. just kidding that is yeah. oh, uh, you're yeah. spoiling oh. the next segment snake for this foreplay but here's why they should have I admit that in the past I've been a nasty. They weren't kidding when they called me well a witch. You'll find that nowadays I've mended all my ways, repented, seen the light, and made a switch. True, yes. And I fortunately know a little magic. It's a talent that I always have possessed. Although lately, please don't laugh, I use it on behalf of the miserable, lonely, and depressed, pathetic, poor, unfortunate souls. 
in pain in need It's one longing to be thinner One wants to get the girl And do I have them? Yes, indeed Those poor unfortunate souls So sad, so true They come flocking to my cottage in kind spells Ursula, please, and do I help them? Yes, boo-boo <laughs> Now it's happened once or twice Someone couldn't pay the price And I'm afraid I had to rake and cross the calls Yes, I've had the odd complaint But on the whole, I've been a saint To those poor, unfortunate souls I think my favorite part about Ariel. the, uh, like, should Ariel the mermaid be white or black uh, discourse is that nobody's mentioning that Sebastian the crab is already a super racist stereotype. <laughs> oh, they should get Very the guy who did Jar Jar to do it. <laughs> right. Redemption. <laughs> and honestly, the geography of the little mermaid makes no sense at all. <laughs> well, okay, so of course we're we're back on the topic of uh, they they have announced in the past couple of days Disney is making a live action, of course, remake of The Little Mermaid, and they've cast a young, I, I guess, singer named yeah. Hallie Bailey. Hallie Bailey is that right? Yep. Hallie Bailey is going to play Ariel, which and a thousand, Hallie Bailey a thousand, happens to a be a thousand white dudes thought was Halle Berry this week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Halle Berry to be King Triton and do like a gender swap. <laughs> oh, that'd be dope. Oh yeah. my god, this would be so enraging and perfect. I love this. Well, because Triton doesn't even be have so to confusing sing. on set. <laughs> yeah, but then that wouldn't be, you know, historically accurate. <laughs> I had a, I had a dude literally argue like that he was so enraged that it would be Halle Berry because she's a strong fifty year old woman, and of course Ariel is a teenage idiot. Like that was his right. fun, and I was like, no, sweetheart. No, no, no! Not. I mean, not he's, Halle not Berry. <laughs> he's not wrong. He's not wrong. You would you would expect Halle Berry, a fifty year old woman, <laughs> to have more sense than Ariel shows in The Little Mermaid. The story. Uh, that's that's actually a reasonable objection if you were that mistaken. <laughs> I'm just like super excited. It wasn't the cash me outside chick that somebody like people were like oh, really yeah. pushing for. You would know, be really great. She did dye her hair red yes, recently. The cash me outside very... chick. I'm like, who the fuck it's a, is that? The, the motherfucking tea girl who like taps her phone. <laughs> who are these people? Right. <laughs> good, no, good seriously, answer. who are they? I don't know who they are. Listen, Bless your heart, Bless bro. Me. I had to look up the cash me outside chick. Don't fucking feel bad. I'm like, who the fuck yeah. is this lady? <laughs> she's the, she's the biggest star in, in America, man. It's just she's she's going places. She's going places. Yeah, she's so it's little mermaid. <laughs> It's been amazing then, you know, just in, in, in the space of just a fucking 48 hours, you've got people transitioning from we're going to boycott Nike because they don't want to use the, the Betsy Ross flag on their shoes to we're going to boycott Disney because they're going to cast a black gal as Ariel. Um, a, you can't boycott Disney because they make literally everything that you ever watch now. Um, but B, like, wow, what a short attention span. Yeah. That's just terrible. Well, I mean, that's, that's right wing's whole thing, right? Who are we going to boycott this week? 
So I bought this DVD. Now I'm going to put this DVD in the trash. Well, motherfucker, nobody fucking cares. Disney doesn't <laughs> right. fucking care. You already paid for it, you fucking dipshit. What yeah, the fuck what are you thinking? those dumbasses? Like, yeah, like, I'm, they all bought, buy a bunch of Nike crap and then burn it. Like, Nike doesn't give a shit. They got money now. There was a picture. So the Nike thing, the governor of Arizona was the first guy to go out and be like, fuck Nike. This is outrageous. I can't believe they canceled America. <laughs> and I'm never going to wear Nikes again. Like, we need to fight back. <laughs> for real, Someone posted a picture of him America. from like yesterday when he was at a Fourth of July event wearing fucking giant Nikes with swooshes on his <laughs> So he literally didn't keep, even keep it up for like three days. Like he Jeez. could not. Well, I mean, and then you got like on his you've got like uh, like Democrats like Daniel Lipinski, this fucking like anti-abortion piece of shit Democrat, who of course Planned Parenthood completely endorsed during his run because of, course. of yeah. course they did. Um, he was like shows a picture of his shoes. And their new balance, like, I'll never wear Nike. Bitch, you never wore Nike. Fuck right. off. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. You got some, like, raggedy-ass fucking pants on some new balance, and you're, like, a fucking complete piece of shit. Like, Yeah, the thing that white dads love the most is wearing, uh, like, white, you know, 50-plus-year-old dads love the most is wearing new, bla- new balance sneakers with, like, tube socks and yes. khaki shorts. Yes, this is Daniel Lipinski, 100%. Yeah. Well, and and the people who, you know, are so mad about the mermaid, it's like, first of all, I believe the mermaid's supposed to be from the Caribbean. So, <laughs> Oops. like, Wait, I think she, that, I mean, I, we she's could, Danish, we, though. I mean, we could well, the, guy, the story was Danish, but it, t- it takes place in like a, on like a slave oh, no, no, ship or something. I, who knows? Oh, like, what, yeah, what the yeah. fuck is the boating sh- shit that's going on? Well, like I said, the, ge- the geography makes no sense because the flounder's a cold water fish. I mean, if we're really going to fucking get into the politics of it, yes. I'm starting to think this <laughs> mermaid shit might not be scientific or might not be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the hell is he doing down there? Wouldn't he be boiling alive? I yeah. mean, I, I looked it up, you know, when this when this whole uh, this scandal was coming up, and it turns out that the first appearance of mermaids in any kind of literature goes back to the ancient Assyrians, and you know those motherfuckers weren't white. Right. Well, yeah. those people don't count, though. Well, and also, like, <laughs> you didn't see all these people coming out when they, like, cast... You know Jonathan Taylor Thomas as the voice of the African you lion. You did not just say Jonathan yeah. Taylor yeah. Thomas. Like I had to really, I like, I had to fucking like comb the recesses of my mind to pull out Jonathan Taylor <laughs> Thomas. Yeah, I mean, you got JTT and his dad is James Earl Jones. <laughs> well, well, also, also adult Simba is fucking Matthew Broderick in that movie. <laughs> I just, I just want everybody to know while we're talking about Matthew Broderick, he did kill some people. So just so we know that. Yes, yes, he. Did. I just learned but that he's really, day. really sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is more like like when somebody fucking tells you like Matthew Broderick killed people. You're like, what the fuck? What do you mean? I yeah. like bringing up well, Mark, Mark Wahlberg and his oh, escapades yes. when he was a yeah. young lad. At least because Mark Wahlberg's a piece of shit. There was a great thread the other day on Twitter about like, what's your favorite uh, celebrity scandal that everybody just doesn't talk about anymore. Uh, yeah, Matthew Broderick came up. I, I mentioned that uh, Robert Wagner killed Natalie Wood. He sure did. Just like oh, fucking, like, just no, fucking drowned her. Yeah, he did. Because she was sleeping with Christopher Walken. Like, seriously, absolutely. He killed her 100%. And yes, she was banging Christopher Walken. Let's fucking just do it. Let's do this. Right. But yeah. hey, nothing competes with Don King stomp somebody to death. 
<laughs> so. What? <laughs> Yes, Don King, like, literally fucking stomped one person to death and shot another person to death when he was a young man. Jeez. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Never forget when Rob Lowe made a sex tape. Let's never forget, like, with a 16-year-old. Yes, he did. But you know what? He wants you to try these fucking, like, I don't, like, protein bars or whatever the fuck he's hawking every day. No, I I really liked him on Parks and Rec. (laughs) He was funny. (laughs) He's so charming. He's He's charming. He's yeah, so I, I mean, he, he got his, you know, like his his whole career got rehabilitated because he went on the West Wing and he's Sam of Seaborn course. and he's like the, you know, like bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. The, the he's champion. literally fucking John, uh, uh, one of the Johns from uh, Pod Save America on that I, show. I, all the Johns and everybody else under any name on Pod Save America is the fucking worst trash ever. Ever. Yeah, like, I, I didn't. I didn't want to mix it up because I know that Pod Save America has John Lovett. A good friend of our program is John Levitt, oof. and I, I, I like paused in the middle. Yeah, of it. I was these like, are I, important John, John Levitt would fucking kill me if I got his name wrong. Like, Pod yeah. Save is the worst thing to ever happen, but it's extremely liberal, and it and it's it's perfect for what liberalism is. Right I mean, now. they're basically the podcast for the Hillary Clinton campaign, but just like out of the time slip, they're they're doing you know, they're they're in some alternate dimension where she's still president. Jesus fucking Christ. To it's be fair, mess. I'd rather live in that dimension right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as would as would a lot of people. Uh maybe maybe Disney wouldn't have cast a, a black that's woman. What, that's, in how Ariel. Happened. that's what happens yeah. when when Donald Trump becomes president. We Right. We get black Ariel. That's it. Well, no, and, and in that case, we got to go back. <laughs> you know what's really sad is that is an argument. We've been being ironic and very tongue in cheek about that issue, but you do see that sort of argument crop up among some of the other leftist podcasts that are out there who will say things like, you know, the fact that Disney is, you know, casting a black woman as Ariel. And all of the outrage around it one way or the other, like, that's just feeding neoliberalism and therefore right. we shouldn't care about racism. Right. Uh, it, oh, like, they're, they're good, they're good, they're good, they're good, they're good, and then it just goes completely off the fucking rails. Well, that's because, the, like, it, the class reductionism is a fucking problem. It's a fucking problem all the time. And, and, and like, I spent I spent about a year on Twitter going, you know, fuck, fuck all these people. Fuck these class reductionists. They sound like shit libs. Fuck them. But... Today I learned that, you know, things like stupid ID poll, which I even hate to say out loud because they're so fucking awful and somebody might go check them out. I was like, this is a fucking group of people who are like, race doesn't matter. Gender doesn't matter. None of the shit matters because they're, they refuse to make any distinctions between ID and the weaponization of ID. Like they, they, yeah. they refuse to look at it in the way these things have been institutionalized. They've been discriminatory, and that's been institutionalized in our society and in our government. Un- unpack that a little bit, Beth. I think that's oh, a really good point. Oh, fuck, you're trying but, to um, kill me so much. No, no, you're good. I hate no, these people good. so much. Like, I, I, I despise them on such a, a, such a huge level because really what they're doing is saying, they're saying that 
race is a social construct. They're they're basically being Fox News for the left. They're saying you know race is a social construct, so it's imaginary and made up. Yes, indeed, it is, and it was made up exactly for the purpose of discriminating, and it was made up for the purpose of otherizing everything non-white. So, right. and it's been extreme. It's been extraordinarily effective in doing that. So much in sure. that it has become institutionalized across just about every facet of our government and our education and our, and our life in the society. And they're going, well, okay, but that's really not that important. That's really not that important. We don't need to worry about that. Oh, me too is toxic. Me too is toxic. Yeah. Well, listen, me too was absolutely created to give voice to women of color and poor women who, who've been the victims of sexual violence. That's fucking important. Those women don't have voices. Um, so what basically you're saying is like, ah, well, now it's being abused. Well, you know what? Fuck you. You know, honestly, to, to be extremely serious about it, if it's not useful to you, well, fuck you. That doesn't mean anything to me or the women it's useful to. And... Basically, what they're doing is saying, well, we don't we don't need the shit. The shit's really bad for organizing. We really need to um, embrace these reactionaries, embrace this, these uh, white working class dudes, you know, essentially. Uh, right. And, and what's what's really frustrating about them is, you know, like I said before, they get it about 90 percent right. And then the whole thing just completely goes off the rails when they get to the point of saying, uh, because these things are fictional. Right. They're not real. Right. And. That's that's a major problem for organizers because, Correct. you know, for for people who claim to be, uh, you know, versed in material dialecticism right. and historicism, they seem to just have these blinders for like what your actual right. polity looks like right. right now. Right. And if they're you know, if if we still have policies put in place that are along racial lines, they just don't use the word black or the word Hispanic. Um, that doesn't make them less racist, and we still need to Im- we still need to be able to engage on uh, like an identity politics Correct. level with these things like in order to fix these problems. In college and right. uh, affirmative action, absolutely. Correct. So, so I'm just I'm just a I'm just a fucking loser, right? I'm just so I'm just part of the working class. I'm white. I'm female. I go. I work construction. That's my entire fucking shit. I do have an academic background. Doesn't matter. I still fucking have to concrete all fucking day for a living. This is the shit I do. Uh, yeah. You can't. So you're working class, which means that you've never had any kind of privilege whatsoever, no. and your biases should never ever be confronted. Right. Well, I mean, here, listen. So, so what they're saying to me is, you know, uh, Jesus Christ, you just lost me so much with your bullshit, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> So what they're, what they're saying to me is that they don't actually understand what the working class is. They don't understand that the working class is predominantly women. And it, their idea of what the working class is is so fucking narrow that they don't understand that it is really made up of women. It is really made up. And it will be a majority people of color within like the next fucking five or six years. Sure. So if you don't know what the working class is and you're telling me that, well, I don't really have to consider gender i don't really have to consider race i don't have to consider those things because things really don't matter we really need to lie. then you don't know fuck all about the working class that's how far removed you are from the working class and for me your only goal is organizing with white reactionaries and i and what i'm saying is is that's not even fucking necessary because the working class is not a bunch of white working class dudes it just isn't that anymore that's not what it is uh, they, they they basically 
eliminate all all service industry jobs like that's not working class like for them in their mind it's such a narrow view of what that is and it, and it it's it, sure it, people work it's not what they would do to earn a living. right so they so they they really just don't and, and, and forgive me I, I'm gonna call out like I don't really give a fuck what Amber Lee whatever the fuck gives a fuck I just don't give a fuck what she thinks about anything you're literally a part of a podcast that makes like 1.5 million fucking dollars a year I'm gonna go ahead and say you're quite removed from what the working class is and you probably shouldn't speak for us and the fact that these people are like putting spiked magazine which is like the worst fucking most reactionary piece of shit oh god yeah some of those uh, some of the headlines people were pulling today oh, about like, I mean, it looks like you're reading the fucking Federalist. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yes. Like this, I don't know what, if, if everybody knows what spiked is, but yes, this is like legitimately, I mean, it. it <laughs> I'm going to put it right there with Quillette. I'm going to just put it there because that's where I yeah. put everything. Let's just put it there. Um, and, and so those guys at spiked going, well, these, these dirtbag leftists are great. That's fucking problematic. Like you don't need that. Nobody needs that. These aren't. And then there was, of course, the pile ones from people talking shit. Like you, like this one of these one of these women literally said, like, you know, race is a social construct, and and really the difference is is that some people don't get sunburned. Like, come, on, what the fuck are you talking right. about? That's not the that's difference. The, that's that's the, a really weird take. Yeah, that's the downside. Yeah, of, uh, well, of being of being white. The you sun know, it's the sunburn. They don't the know. The sun what, won't what, kill you. How good they have it. I mean, like, come on. That's man. black privilege. Yes, Brandon. black exactly. privilege. The exactly. sun will not yeah. kill you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you mentioned Me Too, and I think that's one of the most amazing examples. Is that they kind of started this Me Too movement, and they made it all about like Harvey Weinstein and Alyssa Milano and, you know, shit like that, where like the real problem isn't so much like powerful Hollywood celebrities being harassed, which I'm sure that's a thing that happens, right? But yeah, and and a lot of times it happened before they were rich and powerful celebrities. And the people who it's happening to right now are the people who like, you know, work three waitressing shifts at Hooters or, you know, that they have to, you know, they're working at Burger King or whatever and shit like that. And, you know, their boss is a total scumbag and nobody gives a shit about them. And so their sexual harassment, like, who cares? You know, it's not going to sell magazines or whatever. So it's actually not something that anybody wants to talk about in a serious way. It's a kind of a fucked up situation you have. So people like Weinstein and, 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 um, oh, fuck, why am I going to forget her name? Um... Rose McGowan. Thank you, and- Rose McGowan. Thank you. So they, they give, they put a spotlight on shit like this, right? But, but America is kind of like America. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm just like such an asshole. Americans are the most fucking low attention span motherfuckers ever, like ever. It wasn't ever about those people, but that, but then because those people take it up, it, it makes that about them. That shit starts at the bottom up. And, and Me Too was always about from the bottom up. That is absolutely what they were established for. It was like, whoa, yeah. these women will never get, um, these particular women will never get justice, whatever that justice looks like. So we need to give them social justice, right? We need to put people on blast. And now you've got a, like this sort of bevy of, Dirtbag leftists, f- feminists, whatever the fuck. Like a Josh Whedon type thing where he was uh, 
proclaiming that he's the voice of feminists or whatever. Sure. Yeah, like, sure. Sure. Yeah, he's a fucking scumbag, too. Yeah, he's Louis total C.K. Piece of talking shit. about how shitty men are, and then it turns out, like, oh, he was writing from experience. Right. And, well, and, then, and then you've got, like, sort of these, these people who are ostensibly left, not liberal, they're ostensibly left. They've been voices on the left for some amount of time who come out and say, well, you know, you guys are just being mean to C.K. because you're weird about sex. Like, uh, right, yeah, don't be, yeah, don't be a, a prude or whatever. They, right. they love to, they love to use, you know, those words like Puritan, yeah. you know, that like, that it turns out that these women are actually, um, you know, we're, we're just going back to like an old Calvinist yes. form of sexuality right. in this country because women don't want dudes to just whip their dicks out and in front of them all the time. But they, they, they seem to like, like, and along with our like, class reductionism, is this thing where they just really don't get consent and how consent works. And like, if, if perhaps I'm a 19 year old girl and there's a, there's a, fucking very famous millionaire man actor comedian in front of me like maybe i'm kind of terrified at the notion of saying no to that guy what's the backlash for me if i say no to this person you know and, and they don't really consider those things um i think the uh, aziz and sorry is a pretty good example of that too yeah yes yeah Although, I feel like he's actually learned a lesson from it. Right. Well, and it's hard to say, too. I mean, there's so many different, you know, like, levels of, like, how fucked up are the things. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, sure. y- you're never really going to be able to draw the hard line and just say, like, well, anytime anybody was an asshole to anybody ever, they should just be banned from... Right, we're going to cancel like, them. Right. But there's just... It, it turns it into this, like, political issue where... Now, like, if you have a woman who's saying, like, I actually was, you know, harassed and abused, the people are like, oh, look at this. It's one of those (laughs) leftist feminists or whatever again, you know, and they can just easily dismiss it because they've been told, oh, well, people just fake that, you know, for attention and stuff. And so it just I feel in some ways it almost like has completely backfired because they just allowed it to become, you know, like a hot button left, right political Correct. issue. And again, that serves their terms yeah. because they're just able to get out there and say, I'm, you know, I'm fighting for this, even though I'm not actually accomplishing anything. I, I am out here talking about it where the people who would actually is ostensibly supposed to help are almost in a worse situation Correct. where now people are like, oh, I'm sick of t- I'm yeah. tired of hearing yeah, about you, that. You, yeah, you, you I, I, think I think your point is so absolutely spot on. And what's what's very frustrating to me is that in that sense, the the people on the like the dirtbag left, the people who are getting, you know, their shitty like edgelord opinions <laughs> yes, blasted all over media. Shit, yes. End up yeah, end up being almost uh, like almost indistinguishable from the same people who do that on the right. Correct. Right? Like people on the right are calling out uh, identity politics as the downfall of, of politics. People on this little tiny class reductionist branch of the left are getting, are, are calling out people for making everything about identity politics. I mean, it, I don't buy into horseshoe theory, but you've got to recognize the similarities <laughs> between those two groups. You do. And, and really, you know, so we, we watched right-wingers lose their fucking ever-loving minds over Andy Andy Gyo this fucking week. And the first thing they did every time was weaponize his ID. Every time. 100% every time. Oh, yeah. this gay 
Yeah, he's a gay Asian, Asian man. guy. Come Look on, Look at how guys. racist and homophobic the right. left is. When you bed with fascists, yes. don't be surprised when a milkshake wakes you up. Yeah, but I mean, you're you're not wrong, Gless. But you know, the the media coverage I, yeah, of it yeah. is coming from the same people who, in any other context, would go like, "Oh, why are they making such a big deal about his identity?" And, right. and that Absolutely, brings us and that yeah. brings us back to. The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Fuck. And, we did the circle. I mean, it, does. We did I mean, it. it brings us full circle because you've got a bunch of people, even, you know, like well-meaning liberals, I think for the most part, well-meaning, are going like, why do we have to make her black? Like, I grew up with white Ariel. Like, why are you introducing your identity politics into this movie? Uh, a lot of people are going, you know. It, you can you can make the jokes about like you know she's you know she's Caribbean or she's fucking Assyrian or she should have two inches of blubber over her so that she could live at the bottom of the ocean. All of that <laughs> stuff is just a distraction from the the actual point, which is like no, it just makes white people uncomfortable, and and that's the same thing with the class reductionist left. Yeah, they can't get there. Well, like why the fuck are you so bothered by it? Like this isn't right. about us. Why are you? In particular, so fucking bothered. Yeah, and also it. stop lecturing us about fucking solidarity. You right. Assholes. While we're at like it. If, if if you're if you are so convinced that the only people in the working class are the Carhartt jacket wearing fifty year old truck drivers who hang out in diners, like go work for fucking NPR. Right. Because that's what they seem to think. Right. Yeah, they like don't. You they don't are really a know. liberal at that yeah. point. Yeah, that, and there's the thing. So we're seeing a lot of like these people are gonna these people are gonna do what they do, and and the more the class reductionists talk, the more they remind you of liberals, and then at some point they get so pissed for being called on it, boy, they start veering right to the skull caliber. Oh yeah, Quillette it gets weird at that group. point. Like they're like mm-hmm. like well, I was I was just a shitty liberal when you first pissed me off. Now and I'm going straight for the fucking skull calipers, like. <laughs> Well, fuck you. You were always a reactionary. Fuck you. You were a reactionary. You were a reactionary who just needed some health care. That's what you've always yep. been. That's what you always yep. were. And you're following the money. And that's what that's been my experience over two years, watching people shift from the, the left to whatever gets them paid. Like, cause social media is like a, a super shitty place, right? Like it, a lot of people are, are going to go, well, you know, I lost a little bit of my integrity along the way. Cause I was chasing wherever the fucking money was, whatever yeah. it was. Sometimes you eat a raw egg. Sometimes. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> like people are like, well, you know, he, you know, Andy, no, you're like, look at him guys. He's, he's Asian and he's gay. And I'm like, yeah, because Asians never worked with fascists in the entire history of <laughs> right. history. Like, what the what fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> right. Well, I, I want to. Uh, we we do need to. We do need to wrap up this segment. So, uh, as a final thought, I just wanted to call out our friend Phoenix Kalita and say, Phoenix, you came after me pretty hard for enjoying the live action remake of Aladdin. And now that they've cast a black woman as Ariel, I need to know if you're going to go and see the live action Little Mermaid or not. And if not, why? And if so, what did you think? So, uh, Beth, you're friends with Phoenix also. So, yeah, we're going to party. We're, we're dragging her. So we'll see you all in a couple of minutes. We're going to take a break. And don't underestimate the power of body language. The men up there don't like a lot of blabber. 
They think a girl who gossips is a bore. Yes, on land is much preferred for ladies not to say a word. And after all, dear, what is idle prattle for? Come on, they're not all that impressed with conversation. True gentlemen avoid it when they can. They'll dope and swoon fun on a lady who's withdrawn. Is she who holds a tongue that gets a man? Come on, you poor unfortunate soul. Go ahead. Make your choice. I'm a very busy woman and I haven't got all day. It won't cost much. You poor unfortunate soul. So sad, but true. If you want to cross the bridge, well, bitch, you gotta pay the toll. Take a gulp and take a breath and sign this fucking scroll. Flotsam, jetsam, now I gotta go. The boss is on a road. You poor unfortunate. This week is this week. Man, it's not even this week. We, we've recorded <laughs> twice this week. Uh, my, my handout tonight is very short, and it follows up on what we recorded about uh, last night. And I was talking about Ken Klippenstein, um, friend of the show, uh, tweeting out to a bunch of uh, Republicans, hey, can you, you know, can you retweet this image of my uncle, Colonel Jessup, uh, it, who's who's serving overseas? And... Steve King of Iowa retweeted this, and of course, again, no, it's just a picture of Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men, who is the bad guy in that story. Um, Steve King retweeted it, and then immediately blocked Ken Klippenstein <laughs> when, when every news outlet in the world picked it up, and it was like Steve King had to delete a tweet. <laughs> Anyway, so that was my high note. I missed every bit of that, by the way. Like I did, oh, I was so, so fucking out of power last night, and I missed every bit of this. <laughs> God damn it! Ken's pretty good. Like Ken's, Ken's like the 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 proverbial country's like uh, freedom of of information act troll. You know, they yeah. just fucking hate him. Yeah, he yeah. made it to the top ten of like all FOIA requests in the last like year or something like that. What they call him? Which like is a pretty impressive defeat. They called him like problem nice. FOIA fucking guys. Like they called him like like <laughs> these are the these are the problematic guys trying to get information they have every fucking right to. We need to fucking right. put them on a list of some sort. I'm sure. Yeah. Ken's Ken's FBI file oh, is super huge. thick and also super boring <laughs> yeah, yeah. because he's just a journalist <laughs> who <laughs> like he's not doing anything revolutionary at all. It's right. just like I asked the government for information. You must yeah. you have to die. You yeah, have to die. So Ken, the audacity. The audacity. Yeah, so Ken, we love you. Uh, yeah. We'll be happy to you know get you back on the show sometime soon here, buddy. But uh, good job. Just trolling the shit out of Steve King because that guy deserves it. That guy's such a piece of Not shit. Not Stephen King. Let's get some things clear. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Stephen King is at least like reasonably, you know, like liberal. Yeah. Uh, if not, kind of weird. He's pretty left woke. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> he might be. For, he might have wrapped himself around the hashtag resistance a little too much, but he's not a literal racist Nazi like Steve King of right, Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gless, you had a pretty cool one, though. This is a, a local story out of uh, Nebraska, too. Yeah. Um, two things. One, I've got a pretty kitty right here. Aw. I know. That's Gemini. So adorable. Guest starring on this app. 
And, um, Twitter's going to love this material. <laughs> I mean, this cat is awesome. But, uh, yeah, they had a breakthrough. Take that for what you will when it comes to trying to find a affordable cure for HIV. At least a treatment for HIV. And uh, it was a partnership with UNMC, University of Nebraska Medical Center here in Omaha, and a Temple University out of Philadelphia. And, quote, they, they have come up with a way to completely eliminate HIV infection in a special mouse model. So, take we, we that with it. a grain of salt, obviously, but... We did it. We cured, we cured mice AIDS. <laughs> but, we gave I them mean, AIDS, then we cured their AIDS. Honestly, I know there's a lot of animal lovers out there, but unfortunately, animal testing is something that's it's a necessary evil. It is. But um, but no, that's a that's a big step forward, right? I yeah, mean, we're looking for you know ways to you know. Uh, uh, John Levitt, we were talking to the other day about how if they would just you know nationalize the pharmaceutical industry, yeah. um, like prep would be available to everybody, and you would basically get HIV. Uh, viral loads down to untransmissible level and it looks like this thing is even better than that it's just one of those fears that some asshole is going to patent and because that's the american way yeah sure no it's pretty amazing the the nebraska uh unmc program is is pretty it's, incredible so yeah it's, it's one really of the cool top to cancer see. uh cancer specialist right. hospitals well, in the world and they're always flying in <clears throat> people with like ebola yeah into, the, uh, into Omaha too, which is patients. which is so funny to when you see the governor and stuff like going on twitter and saying like we need to shut down the border because you know africans with ebola who work for isis are going to be sneaking through the border <laughs> and we can't have that in our country well, at the same time, the hospital in Omaha is like, oh, you got Africans with Ebola? Like, yeah, just fly them over here. Do the Africans do the to Africans work fair, for ISIS or does the Ebola work for ISIS? Ooh, to be fair, that guy was white, so he probably went under. <laughs> right. He probably flew under Ricketts radar. Except <laughs> all the white Ebola patients, please. But so, it was a Doctors Without Borders doctor, so he's one. He's one of the good ones. One of the ones. <laughs> a certain set of people. Yeah. So yeah, on on a on a local level, my high note this week is uh, you know on the day after the Fourth of July, we uh, went and hit uh, the the lakes out in Fremont and you know the inflated the inflatable unicorn and mm-hmm. you know had a had a great old time. You know, in Nebraska. We don't have quite as a, a lovely beachfront as Florida, but <laughs> we make do. You know, they just find an old stagnant pond and they just dump some sand on the side, and they're like, "This is just as good, kids." Come That's on. a beach. <laughs> I have a running joke with a group of friends about Fremont that how like we're gonna spend a weekend in the big city and it's Fremont because <laughs> it's like one. Of the, and I hope there's no Fremont, Nebraska listeners here, but that's one giant town of just absolute white trash. If, 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 we're, if we're real, every town in Florida is Fremont. If we're real. If we're, <laughs> just yeah, but this is like distilled, synthesized, like weaponized white trash. <laughs> Listen, here they what? here they just throw fucking alligators at you through the fucking drive-thru, okay? I mean... That's oh, definitely... had, oh, don't trust me. If we had access to alligators... <laughs> yeah, that's the only saving grace. Uh... People do drive out west for rattlesnakes to bring them back, but unfortunately, they usually die 
on the way back. <laughs> I'm going to try really hard to like get in like an Antifa fucking faction here and all we got is gators. Like that's it. That's our fucking thing. Oh yeah. We just, just throw, we just gators throw gators. fucking gators at you. Which Hell side yeah. are these gators on? <laughs> is the alligator the official animal of Antifa? I mean that seems yes. like a good animal. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. This sounds. This sounds like uh, identity politics oh, to me. Um, you're focusing <laughs> on reptiles gators. too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brendan, that's a that's a great little uh, high note. Very very local. Very homey. What about you, Beth? What do you What do you got for a high note for us? Um, that you have just as much difficulty saying untransmittable as I do saying um, <laughs> disproportionately. So that's a good, that's a good thing. Like that was fucking great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm getting dunked on multiple I'm times. Sorry. On my I mean, own like it's your podcast. show. This I'm is so sorry. If I still, if I still had a fucking podcast, you could come on it and dunk me, but I fucking quit it. Um, <laughs> I kind of, kind of backs up my theory that, uh, the reason that, uh, liquid flannel mostly has male guests is that women by and large are too smart to go on podcasts. This is not true. Oh, this is not true. We're we're not that smart. You know, stop weaponizing my ID that way. I mean, fuck. (laughs) Let me be fucking stupid. Um, Listen, like for me, honest, honest to God, if you if you watch me enough, I'm like super annoying, and my thing is always like about messaging, right? Like, how do we get? How do we get the left's message across? How do we make things seem normal? How do we normalize what we do? So for me, the 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 best thing I saw this week was really like the the, the overwhelming support for shit like Medi- Medicare for all. The where we've got like seventy five percent overall Republican de- Democrat fucking support for something that is so goddamn crazy in this country, like. You real material you, politics. Yeah, hours. you can have actual health care. Really fucking nice, Brendan. What the fuck was that? I'm sorry. I dropped. Did I dropped your it. whole dick just fall mm-hmm. onto the floor? <laughs> and into my like, mouth. I see the cat back there, and it didn't come like come into fucking play. So I'm oh, guessing yeah. uh, that wouldn't be me. his whole dick. I've I've heard about Brendan's dick before. <laughs> Yeah. Um, He's the Nick Foles of podcasts. <laughs> so, like, I get like super excited when I see like the tide turn in America because we're we're like kind of a a bunch of a super. Uh, I'm not gonna Idiotic I'm not gonna say no offense to Americans because we deserve the offense. Um, we're a bunch of ignorant fucks. So it's really fucking good when I see like a whole bunch of liberals, Democrats, conservatives, whatever the fuck you are, come to say, you know what, everybody deserves health care. Like that's super that's super important to me. Totally. And you can tell that Americans are, you know, completely stubborn and obstinate and refuse to take a good idea and implement it no matter how good it is. Right. Oh, they're the absolutely proud of being <laughs> right. dumbass. The entire rest of the world was like, we're just going to have one system of, like, weights and measurement because it Hell really no. simplifies things. And we were like, fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck you guys. No, imperial system for an imperial yeah, nation. How many furlongs to the, you. you know, to the bushel. How many hogsheads to the, yeah. <laughs> Oh, but I have to I have to squeeze this one in here. Did you guys see this amazing headline of far right arsonist sets yes! himself on fire Thank as he attempts you. to burn yes! down a synagogue? Yes. <laughs> I, like my first thought was, oh fuck, he didn't die. That's unfortunate. My second, oh fuck, he's in so much pain though. Good for him. Yes, yes. 
Yeah, so this bitch tried to set fire to a synagogue and just fucking caught himself on fire. This is my favorite thing ever. I'm a bit of a pyro, so this is really great. Like, <laughs> is it is a video of that guy who throws the champagne bottle and it just bounces back, like lands him. completely <laughs> on its feet and bounces back and hits him in the yes. dick? Yeah. I'm always that. Listen, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mince any words. I'm really always extremely happy when far right wingers are fucking harmed. So there we have that. And I said it. Whoa, hey, hey, you're just as bad as the people's trying to stop. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, much we for need the to tolerant left. Yeah. And, and we need to protect them so from themselves. Like, like the whole, from lighting themselves on that's fire. That's right. Like the whole like so much for the tolerant left. Bitch, whoever said I was tolerant? Are you fucking yep. crazy? <laughs> and I've also made note that you work with. But like primarily I know how to chuck you into my fucking cement mixer and kill she, you. Right she knows there. she knows how to make a good milkshake. I can make yeah. the best milkshake ever. It's like the end of Fargo, but with a wood chipper, it's a <laughs> cement truck. Well fuck Beth Lynch, it has been an absolute delight to have blast, you on the show. You guys, I've had a it's blast. been really fun to add you to the liquid flannel family, and we hope to get you back again soon. Anytime, anytime for real. Yeah, you got anything that you want to plug before we let God, you go? No, fuck no. Okay. <laughs> What's that Twitter account? Hit us with that tweet. No. Fuck no, don't follow me. No, people need that. to follow you have her. To. She's great. Too late. Well, I already show description you. anyway. You might as well say Like, it. I'm not plugging shit. Fuck off. No, don't follow me. <laughs> well, all right. Then I'm, I'm going to take over because I do have a couple of things to plug. Um, I'm, I'm Matthew. I'm at Matt the Great with the W on Twitter. But uh, a, a couple of things have happened in the past couple of weeks. Um, our friend Jared Holt invited me on uh, the shitpost spot to talk about the history of the drug culture on the Internet and how drug culture has shaped the Internet as it's developed. Uh, and I think the conversation came out really well, so check that out. And also, just dropped today, right before we started recording, uh, a new episode of the Red Wall podcast, which is our uh, Red Wall um, leftist uh, analysis of Brian Jakes' Red Wall series. And um, yeah, you should go and check that out, too. We did Moss Flower, and it was terrific. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, that first episode was good, so I'm expecting this one to be twice as good. Okay. All right, cool. Well, it's not twice as long. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and uh, we also had in the studio tonight our friend and often co-host Nick Glessman. Gless, thank you. (laughs) Hello. Did Did you have fun? I always have fun on here. Hell yeah. Hey, where's my twenty bucks for saying that? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we're yeah. We'll we'll see how it goes. I'm still waiting for my Soros bucks to come in. So I mean, we're all. Gless, we plan to have you back on uh, in Spooktober. Oh um, man, I can't we're wait. We're already for that. making plans for that, uh, yeah. but hopefully between now and then too. But we should do another uh, like board game type thing. Like, we oh yeah, that was that works. was a lot of fun. Yeah, we we already have our uh, return to stole. Uh, RPG uh, planned out. So, 
anyway, it was really nice having you with us. Uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, squirrel fodder, but I really don't ever use Twitter. I use it just to tweet angrily at where right-wing politicians, mainly Trump. And that's the are. best way to do it. Dude, I'm, total, I'm totally following you. Wait a minute. Wait, Wait, yeah, that's, that's, that, is a, that is a reasonable uh, approach to Twitter. What the fuck did you say at squirrel fodder? Yeah, oh, right. yeah. Up. Yep. I'm already following everyone here, so let me guess. I don't fucking... Uh, there you fucking are. Hell yeah. You did it. You did oh, it. Oh, you already fucking follow me, Nick. God damn it. You're, you're raking it up. <laughs> there it is. And I'm Brenda Williams with one L. And uh, yeah, stay cool out there, everybody. Uh, it's getting it's getting heated in, in lots of ways. Brendan, I'm sorry I sweated over everything that you own. No, it's cool. I, but I could not stop sweating today for some reason. Yeah, I had five kids in this basement yesterday, so it was really sweaty. I'm sorry. For Fourth of July <laughs> reasons, not any other. Oh, okay. okay, okay. All right. It was all total, totally cool and totally legal. Oh, yeah. Okay, speaking of which, right. I hadn't heard a single firework go off, so that's actually, I was not expecting that. I told you, you should have been hanging out with us last night, you know, get headphones was... on in Brendan's basement, yeah. Yeah, I just... Um, the, fi- the fireworks too are Too stressful a day for me to go They're out. Real. Fair enough. Yeah, they'll be for another week or two. Uh, yes, Florida. Uh, my neighbors are out in the fucking rain with umbrellas lighting out fireworks, so it's fucking <laughs> great. Oh, man. It's really been, it's, it's been like, like, hella good for my PTSD. I love it so fucking much. I do. I love it. Please light off more fireworks. <laughs> Like and then and then like when my dogs get super fucking upset because their PTSD that I gave them through osmosis, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> I love Fourth of July so much. Uh, well, Beth, we're glad that your AC is back on. Uh, say yeah, keep keep cool out there. Well, thanks everybody. Thank you, Beth. Thank you. <laughs> we'll see you next week.